I love Mike Hansen Archives. From deep behind the enemy lines of FEMA Region 3, you're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Episode 45 of the Powder Monkey Podcast. Um, This is an extra special podcast. Uh, This is our Thanksgiving special. And uh, so uh, the title this evening, I I know that there's a shortage of birds across the nation, but fear not, because this evening we are going to be serving roasted owl. And uh, nobody better to do that, I think, than... uh, then my guest tonight, uh, my guest is Mike Hansen. Uh, Mike is a, a TV photojournalist, a political activist. Um, uh, he, along with uh, filmmaker Alex Jones, secretly infiltrated the Bohemian Grove in the summer of 2000. Uh, the footage they gathered with a hidden video camera became the basis for a Bohemian Grove cult of conspiracy and uh, the documentary film Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove. Um, Mike was Alex Jones' personal cameraman and Access TV producer from uh, 1995 to 2010 and curator for the Mike Hansen Archives currently on Band.Video. So uh, in addition to that, Mike uh, has many other hats if you follow him on Facebook. So uh, Mike, welcome aboard the Powder Monkey Podcast. Well, I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to uh, you, Sean, and all your audience out there, first of all. And there's also another good, uh, if you're like me and you like to, you know, watch something instead of reading a book, uh, there's another good uh, Secret Rulers of the World by John Ronson. And you can go to Mike Hansen Archives on InfoWars, uh, then you go over to band.video and you can watch his documentary secret rulers of the world he followed us uh, throughout california well actually he followed us from waco to uh uh to california uh, to uh, sneak into the bohemia grove mm-hmm. so i think that's a pretty good starter if you really want to find out a little bit about bohemia grove that's a pretty good film there right um i i before the grove um, let's let's. I like to I, something I like to ask my guests when I do interviews is uh, especially people who are on the front lines and have been on the front lines uh, of the, quote unquote the info war. Um, you know, when when did it occur to you? When did when did your your um, paradigm? You know, your vision of the world change and realize that um, you know that there was this dark shadowy. NWO. I mean, do you do you recall that that moment, that epiphany? Well, I was actually working at um, um, Access TV 
uh, but not on a conspiracy level type show, more of a news, local, flavored type show. And that's when I met uh, Jeff Davis and Alex Jones and some of these other people uh, that, you know, we slowly evolved into uh, uh, InfoWars. Uh, we had a TV show named InfoWar, and then I think Alex took it on to, to a way bigger level, uh, InfoWars.com mm. uh, and, uh, you know, beyond. Uh, because, you know, when he first showed up to Access TV, you know, Alex was in a cable cast studio by himself, and I started noticing him, and I said, that guy, that guy has a lot of talent. Uh, you know, not, you know, at that time it was kind of Republican, you know, Republican kind of show, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of right-wing show, but it wasn't really conspiracy, but it vastly became, you know, um, the type of uh, news that Alex covers these days. It didn't take long. If you go to uh, Mike Hansen Archives, you can see some of those early videos that you can see how Alex didn't quite get it yet. Mm-hmm. And we're all still learning. Sure. You know, it, it, this is a learning process, <laughs> uh, this new world order. And I tell you what, they are evolving, too. I mean, what they've done with this medical tyranny really kind of took me aback. You know, like, oh, my God, you know, we were winning to a certain extent. And I thought we had, you know, a lot of people on our side. And all of a sudden, they hit us with this so-called pandemic. Yeah. And, boy, they really... Well, it was just like nine one one and Waco and everything else. It's kind of like they put they're putting us in a in a uh, slow boiling pot like sure. a frog, and then, you know when are we going to jump out? I mean, it just it gets worse and worse. You know, Oklahoma City bombing we thought that was bad, right? And uh, you know then nine one one happened. You know we were kind of winning because you know Waco and Oklahoma City bombing we had everybody or Alex and them had everybody, you know, believing, you know, hey, that you know, the government is doing this and the secret forces are kind of uh, doing this and then all of a sudden boom, nine one one, you know, and then you got a whole new paradigm to uh have to explain to the people and uh, you know, Alex has done a great job with that. I know I couldn't have done it. I mean, that guy never stops working. Mm-hmm. I mean, three, four or five radio shows a day sometime in his heyday and uh, I know he's working hard still mm. and and the problem with now is you know uh, he works so hard but you know the enemy is is uh, you know hitting with 50 lawsuits and that takes a lot of time and effort to fight all that sure and a lot of money too you know they're trying to shut down infowars.com uh, I, I suspect infowars uh, dot com's worth about six hundred fifty million dollars if he would sell it, but you know the the people we're talking about have you know unlimited money. They can print out as much money as they want. Exactly. Uh, so you know they they have slowly bought up all the media over the years. There's very very few media left out here. You know they probably bought up ninety five percent of the media. You know people like you and. 
other people are still out here fighting. But, uh, you know, most of this uh, media has been bought up a long time ago and are just completely controlled, you know, uh, you know, with, with sports and cats in a tree and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, issues yeah. of no significance to keep the, you know, the cattle, uh, you know, uh, entertained. Bread and circus. Uh, so it's 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 just really, really slowly getting worse. And I I just I keep fighting ahead. You know, I, I left in 2010. Uh, I left Alex in 2010 to uh, because I had to come down here to Gonzales to take over uh, my grandpa and grandma's business that had passed away. And um, mm-hmm. Uh, but I do everything I can to keep fighting because I just keep thinking, you know, my grandchildren, my grandchildren, and, you know, I got five grandchildren, and what kind of world are we going to leave these these uh, uh, next generation? I just keep thinking about that. I know Alex does too, and anybody that is just sitting by not doing anything, if you could do one thing would be better than just letting letting it, uh, letting this new world order take over. Absolutely. So. You know, um, you and I, right before uh, we started the show, um, you know, I mentioned a, uh, you know, just an interview that, that Alex had done uh, discussing the Grove and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this and that with, with George Norrie. And yeah, he, he predicted almost exactly, you know, to the year, um, you know, he gave a time frame of 10 to 15 years. He, uh, he uh, he said this is a seminal jump point uh, to the crossroads uh, of humanity. Uh, he said that in '06, and uh, you know they talk um, you know about the um, the uh, even they even discuss pandemics and um, you know uh, uh, the viruses and things. It it was it was weird. It was almost like listening to something that he had just done a week ago. And uh, so, you know, to to be on this side of the 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 quote unquote black mirror is is sort of surreal, you know. And I know that you saw it a long way coming. Uh, people like Alex saw it a long way coming. Um, and so, uh, it it just uh, to be here, it's just uh, it, it's just surreal. You know, one thing one thing I can say though, and and most people who still you know like you said do something, is they have that light. And uh, you know, one thing I want to commend you on is, and I'm you know uh, uh, we're friends on Facebook now, and I, I you know I've kind of seen some of your feeds, and you know early in the morning there's Mike Hansen giving a thumbs up somewhere you know <laughs> even if it's a bad thing you know I mean you know there uh you you went through a flood recently and there's you know there's three feet of water coming out of your car and there's Mike Hansen still giving a thumbs up you know he's you know you 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 seem like you have that that light that spark um you know uh you know that you know that that Christ kind of that peace that Christ kind of brings and uh you know that I, I know who's going to win in the long run. Yes, That's sir. one thing, and I love people, and I love even though Facebook is controlled and they sometimes kick me off. I love Facebook because I love keeping up with my friends on Facebook. How could you keep up with thirty five hundred people at one time? Sure, I can. I just get on there and say, "Here's what I'm doing right now," right. and if somebody wants to comment or call me or whatever, I you know I I I love it. 
Right. And uh, I just recently started another one, Mike Hansen Archives, on Facebook, where I could get more people because, you know, I think you can only have so many people on your personal page. Right. Uh, I'm not sure what the limit is, but I'm coming up around to that limit now. Sure. And I started a new one, uh, a Mike Hansen Archives, because, you know, one thing I really like doing, too, is I like... Uh, serving our nonprofit, we have a nonprofit that we started in uh, 2016 to help people that are not as fortunate. There's actually a lot of a lot of people that are poor here in Gonzales, but there's also a lot of rich people. But you know, they kind of stay to themselves because this is an oil oil rich county, and uh, you know, in the last. 10 years or so people have become filthy rich around here uh, that have had ranches that were very poor in the in the past right and uh i told alex a long time ago i told him 25 years ago i said we need to buy buy some property here and make a patriot village and one time this town came up for sale it was called Cheapside, and uh, i told alex i said alex have your have your father let's buy this place it's only two hundred fifty thousand dollars it's a town it's a whole town it's thousands of you know it's a 500 acres or whatever it was and it was only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars now alex said oh, i should have listened to you i should have listened to you that the place is worth billions now they struck oil there you know this fracking has has you know they they've had they can really get a lot more oil out of out of uh, out of the ground now uh, when before you you know the land was worthless right and this piece of property that i wanted alex to buy to make a patriot village uh you know i think it was back in the 90s uh before 2000 you know everybody was getting ready to uh get ready for the year 2000 i said let's buy it and let's make a patriot village there and and no, oh, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it but we never did it and now you know it's worth billions of dollars now and uh so that's kind of, you know, things that can happen. <laughs> right. It's the kind of deals that you can lose, you know. So um, I'm kind of in the business, uh, but I still try to fight as much as I can. But I was telling you about the nonprofit. You know, you know, everybody said, well, how can you go, you know, you go out to Bohemia Grove and see all this evil and da, da, da. What I do to, to, you know, let me tell you, the Bohemia Grove, that traumatized me for so long that I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, to see something like that and to know what's going on in this world and it's real, it hits home. So the only thing I could think of do was to fight evil with evil. I mean, fight evil with goodness. Mm -hmm. So I, we started this nonprofit back in 2016 where we, you know, we help out people. I mean, people show up to my office. I need gas money to get through the end of the week. I need, you know, it's just these people just don't have any money here, and they're just so innocent. And uh, you know, these older people, they, I mean, they can't even get through the the uh, the month without you know starving to death. Some of them. So I started this nonprofit called Gonzalez Association of Patriots, and uh, that's what keeps me going. To, uh, to help other people. Uh, I mean, I think that is what, how to beat the new world order, Absolutely. in my opinion. I've thought about it for 25 years, and the only way to beat this new world order is to do good for somebody else. Mm 
yep. for your fellow man. And boy, that really they really hate that. They do. And the devil hates it when you when you see a smile on some older person's uh, face. That's exactly why they hate it when you go visit a nursing home. They have made it so hard you can't even go visit your grandparents or or anybody in a nursing home anymore. Uh, you know, because the so-called pandemic. Oh, well, you can't go. You got to wear a mask, and you can't. You have to be vaccinated, and all this bull. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just the way the world is now. Uh, you, it's just crazy. It's got crazy in the last two years. And, and you know, I always think, well, I've seen the worst. <laughs> mm. I, I don't think we've seen the worst yet. No, I think no. they got a lot more coming for us. Yes, sir. And uh, a lot more planned. You know, they were talking about two years before the pandemic, they were talking about this at the my my inside uh, people said that they were talking about this pandemic, uh, how to control people with a with a viruses and the pandemics out there at the Bohemia Grove two years before they pulled it on us. So let me ask so you this: they planned stuff out there at the Bohemia Grove, and then they hid it on the societies. They know how to control societies. When you say they have been doing it for so many years. They know how to control it. They got these think tanks and everything else. They know what they're doing out here. So, I mean, I, all I can do, I'm just one person out here. Right. But if everybody would do something to fight these people, I think we would have them, uh, we would have them licked. And that's why I, I support Alex everywhere I can because, my God, look at, all, look at his organization now. Sure. How big it is. You know? I mean, he has at least eight million people listening to him. Yeah, and that—that's one of uh, the—that's one of the things, Mike. I mean, that's—that's that's the whole reason I do what I do. I—I I don't, you know, I—I I would kind of like to go back to the to the point where I didn't have to think that my government was was as corrupt as they are. I would like to—I would literally—I I would like to turn my head sometimes, but I can't. You can't unsee this. Well, and you we know, could make a distinction. You know, we can love our country to death, which I do. Right. But we can hate our government. Yeah. The people that run our government. Absolutely. These people that are out here uh, dressing up in Ku Klux Klan robes and red hoods and uh, dancing around a uh, 40-foot stone owl, which they call Moloch uh, the devil. Yes. Um, you know, how could you let somebody... Uh, babysit your children or walk your dog if you knew that these people were doing that yeah. well then and then, then then you start thinking well hell these people are running our government they're running major corporations right. they're Hollywood people I was shocked to find out that Clint Eastwood which is I love him to death I think he, he, he makes great films he is a member of the Bohemian Grove. Right, but uh, how nuts is that? Ronald Reagan. I, I mean, I yeah. you know, I, I mean, I, Ronald Reagan. I I thought was one of the greatest presidents for you know for for many reasons. Um, you know, he I, I loved his sense of humor. I loved uh, you know the way he would he would bust on on the communists with jokes. Um, you know, and uh, but but now to to read 
you know, his involvement, um, you know, <laughs> with the Grove and everything like that, it makes you wonder, really, you know, uh, it, it, it's kind of like that, that old Batman uh, uh, arc, the a Court of Owls, where, you know, it, this there was this mythic society, and even Batman was fooled into believing it didn't exist, but, but at the darkest, deepest roots of society was, you know, exactly what you witnessed, and, uh, you know, they, they talk about it in, you know, in, in pop culture, like with, with Batman, the, in the movies, but, but I think, you know, like you said, you were traumatized when you were there, um, you know, I, I have some, I have some, uh, uh, we, we have certain names in common, uh, some of the people that, that you ran across and you published in your book, um, you know, I've, I've been in uh, a grove of theirs, you know, uh, you yeah. know, not specifically, but uh, with uh, the Bechtel Summit Reserve here, just on the, on the outskirts of my property, um, when they were when they were building the reserve, um, you know, I saw what kind of thuggery they resorted to for rights of way and everything like that. Um, so, you know, and and you know, names like Piggott up on the Be- the Bechtel Reserve. I mean, I'd, you can't pull a thread in the grove that doesn't affect something in your life i i would i would almost bet and you know well, I, here, here's how you can you can really say it they control or own they control or own anything of any significance in the world right and that is pretty much true uh, except for probably the black nobility which goes up to the queen of england they're probably at the top of the uh, pyramid. Right. Um, and, you know, I've been trying to get a picture of it. I don't even know if one is this, but they say that, you know, Queen Elizabeth uh, visited the Grove one time and made a speech to the, to the people. Mm. And I, if I could ever get a picture, you know, one thing about the Grove, one thing, one piece of good news that I always thought that was pretty interesting. I never could find one fact or one one piece of evidence where uh, Donald Trump had anything to do with the Bohemia Grove. Right. So, you know, to me, that's good. And, and if you look at how David Gergen, do you know who he is? Uh, he was, uh, you know, a Clinton... Um, a Clinton advisor, he was a Ronald Reagan advisor, yeah, uh, some of these, uh, um, you know, he, he advised the presidents, mm-hmm. uh, some of these big-time presidents, and he's on CNN, he's a, he's a CNN lackey now on the news program. Uh, Alex confronted him about the, he's a big Bohemia uh-huh. Grove person. He is so far down on Trump, it's pitiful, but Alex that's why I think that, you know, they hate Trump unless they're somehow putting on a show, but I don't think so. They really hate Trump for some reason. Right. Uh, the Grove. And Alex confronted David Grogan, of uh, David uh, Gergen. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that film? I, it's I, very, very interesting. I have. He gets a little... He reacts. Yeah. He reacts to it. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he he called him ungentlemanly or something like that, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and he said he said you took the, you took the uh, uh, you had an understanding when you came there, you know, not to you know expose them. You know, it's getting easier and easier. 
might even be getting harder and harder. But you know, way back they didn't have all the the technology we do now. They uh, uh, and it was easy to keep secrets way back. But you know, with the internet and everything now, it's it's hard to keep a lot of these secrets under wraps. But you know. The thing is, I wouldn't encourage anybody. I always say this when I'm on people's radio shows. I wouldn't encourage people because I know people. I even have somebody in my book that that contacted Alex one time, and he was from Hollywood or something. He tried to sneak in there and burn the place down, and he got many, many years in prison. Right. I would not advise anything like that because you don't want to end up in prison. Right. Uh, uh, and. And even if you try to sneak into the place these days, you'll you'll end up in jail. And I, I would hate to have that on my heart. Uh, you know what we saw there is real. Uh, I'm telling you that uh, you got people, high-level business people, high-level government, high-level Hollywood, U.S. presidents, you name it, anybody of any significance in this country. They are out there worshiping the devil. That's all I can say to y'all out there. And, uh, and and let me put it this way: the only and and if if you ever went through their ceremony, you can you can feel in your bones what they got planned for you. And what they got planned for y'all out there is they want ninety percent of y'all dead. Mm. That's what they got planned for you and your family, folks. And, and so this is really not a joke. I mean, sometimes I make it into a joke, but it's really not because they and they're implementing this stuff. It's going on. With the, yes, with this pandemic. Yeah, and that's that's. And all, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike, but that that is no, that that is what's so so strange right now. Like I said, is we're we're talking about this now. Um, you know, on the other side of the black mirror, it's not it's not conspiracy. I mean, well, it is conspiracy, but it's it's not it's not <laughs> just theory. I mean, this has been proven. You can see it. You can see it happen. You you can see them talk about the you know the 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 carbon tax that's going to be attached to your your one world passport, vaccine passport, and. You know all of these things. Um, you know it, it. It's it's insane because we're here. You know nobody yeah. should make the mistake um, of thinking that you know we have time. Uh, we don't. Um, How many people did they kill with the Man- Manhattan Project? Uh, they came up with that in 1942 out to Bohemia Grove. Yep, Star Wars. The um, only way I can explain this to somebody. Uh, I've thought about it. Have you ever seen Independence Day? I have. When the aliens attacked America or the world. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they opened up the archives where they were keeping the aliens uh, in a glass water kind of like a fish tank? I believe so, yeah. Okay, well, the president went in there, and the alien got a hold of his mind and showed him in his mind what he was going to do to the, what the aliens were going to do to the world. Mm-hmm. That's kind of exactly what happened to me out there. When I was out there, I saw the future of what these I call them bastards, are going to do to your families out here. They want to 
kill off at least 90% of the people out here. That's what their plans are. And however they can do it through the vaccine, through through whatever, that, uh, you know, uh, weather control. Starvation. Uh, you know, they're, you know, anything they can, they can do, they, they're going to do it. You know, you know, how many people are dying of cancer, you know, even through the food, uh, you know, uh, corporations and, and whatever in the medical corporations, you know, they're, they're killing a lot of people off. They, they say more doctors kill more people <laughs> than you, you believe. <laughs> right. So absolutely. I, it, it's just, it's crazy, it what, is. you know, that that people can't see what's happening to them. And I just think that, you know, people are in their own little bubbles out here trying to make a living. Uh, they keep us on the plantation, you know, picking that cotton. And uh, it's, it's just hard to get, away, get, a, get out of that situation. I, I so. want to um, read something to you, um, you know, to, to back up and and to kind of sow the seeds um this is from page 45 of your book um and this is a quote from janet reno occultist occultist is one who has a strong belief in the bible and the second coming of christ who frequently attends bible studies who has a high level of financial uh giving to a christian cause um who homeschools their children, who has uh, accumulated survival foods, and has a strong belief in the Second Amendment, and who distrusts big government. Any of these may qualify uh, a person as a cultist, but uh, certainly more than one of these would cause us to look at this person as a threat. Now, this was written in, um, you know, 2000, the early 2000s, 2001, uh, you know, and I, I remember, you know, my birthday is April the nineteenth. So, mm. so you know, I, you know, I've 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 heard you talk about, you Wasn't know, that Hitler's birthday too. Uh, his was the twentieth. His was the twentieth. Twentieth, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm remembering now. Yeah, no, no, no. Mine's. Uh, I think it. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, what uh, Patriots Day? I think it was when Paul Revere took yeah. his ride. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it is. Um, you know, it's just weird, though, um, that they were laying the groundwork back then, um, you know, and and now the same people, you know, that uh, were burning down, um, you know, the Davidian compound were just a hair's breadth from being on the president's, you know, cabinet. And um, it just is, uh, it's insane, Mike, uh, you know. Well, definitely, Miss Clinton... You know, the, you know, they say that she, you know, actually, uh, you know, drinks children's blood. Right. And, you know, I've heard Alex say it before. I, I believe it. I believe that a lot of those people think that it's going to let them live longer in this world. I heard she but smells like sulfur. Not, they're not going to live longer in the next world. Yeah. So um, I think that they, that Miss Clinton... And Janet Reno and the whole bunch of them had a lot to do with, you know, attacking uh, the Branch Davidians. Uh, uh, you know, even as far back, Clinton visited. Uh, there's a uh, huge, like, power plant that you can see from the Davidian Church, 
and he visited that before the attack of uh, February 28th, 1993. Mm. I think he visited back in 92. And uh, I think that's where they had, you know, that he probably said, what is that, you know, big complex over there? And they probably told him, and, and uh, that's probably where they got the idea to, to do it. Plus, mm. it was close to a military base, too, so it was kind of convenient for him. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, this stuff, you know, a little, there's not a lot in this world, believe it or not, that happens by accident. Right. You know, there are accidents. I'm not saying there's not. But a lot of these bigger events are, are not accidents. They're, they are planned and uh, sought out by these people. And that's my belief. You know, I believe all the major events, you know, they have their finger in it. That's, you know, they might not directly order it, but they can lead up to it and, and, and get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that's Alex has proved that with nine one one that you know that the Bushes were heavily involved in that, mm. you know, one way or another. Right, and you know, I I think you made a really good case, um, you know, with the the Bushes, and um, you know that by extension, you know, just the the Nazi connection, the, the skull and bones, um, you know, it, it just kind of is like. And again, like I said, you, you kind of see if, if you think of all of this network, all of this evil as a as a wagon wheel, you know, how how the Grove kind of kind of is, is sort of a, a hub for everything else that, you know, that spiders out from it. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it, going into it, um, you know, I, I know that you all, you know, you all. But there are bigger, there are bigger, I think. You know the black nobility uh, sure. with the Queen of England and the royalties. Uh, you know they they feel they're they say that you can sit around a table, the people that are running actually running the world, and you know eat dinner. That's how many people are actually running it at the top. And you you might not even know their their you know their names are probably not going to be familiar to you. What do you think about um, um, Charles? And um, you know his assuming uh, the mantle um, and everything like that. His his war on uh, carbon and and all of the talk that's that's been going on. What what what's your what what what's your take on that? Well, it, it's funny. It's very funny because you know I still have connections to the Grove that people are working out there, and they they call me and tell me, hey, this is what they're talking about this year. You know, they were talking about uh, the last time, one of the last times they were, they, they got overheard. They were talking about this, uh, how they were going to do the climate control. And there was a TV crew here uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on some show that they were doing on Bohemia Grove. And I had just mentioned that. I said, here's what they're going to be doing next. I mean, they did the pandemic. Now they're going to do this climate control. You're going to start hearing about this climate control. And it was funny. That night, here was Joe Biden live on TV talking about climate control. And the, 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 the people from the TV show, well, how did you know that, Mike? No. <laughs> I didn't know it. I was I was told, but that's what they're talking about in the Bohemian Grove. What they're going to do to us next? 
Right. These people plan out what they're going to do to the society next. Yeah. You know, if if you know, you talk to the average Joe out here that don't do anything but watch, uh, you know, the nightly news and go to work and don't investigate anything else, they would never think that they're being controlled from top down. And that's exactly what's happened to them. They're, they're being, but so many people are waking up. It's just unreal. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, especially around, you know, what Alex is doing, but you know, I think that they're next. They're going to try to shut Alex down. I mean, they just subpoenaed him to go up to this phony yeah. investigation they're doing, and I understand. Uh, I hadn't got a talk, chance to talk to Alex today, but I understand that he said that he was going to uh, take the Fifth Amendment. Right. I, I think might might be a pretty good idea because they might just take anything you have to say and. Uh, and uh, use it against you. Well, they're doing a, they're getting ready to take Alex out. That's my opinion. Uh, HBO's getting ready to do a big hit piece on Alex. They were trying to track, they were really after me. They came to Gonzales. They were all after me, trying to get a hold of me. I had to leave town and I had to write him a letter saying, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I've known Alex and his family. I'm not going to be a part of your hit piece and da da da. I wrote a big letter to him and told him, you know, to cease and desist, leave me alone because I'm not going to do it. I will be on any TV show, any any radio show that people ask me. But when I know it's a complete hit piece, which HBO is getting ready to try to take Alex out with that piece, mm-hmm. you know, just like they've done in the past to different people. You know, they did it to Richard McLaren of the Republic of Texas. You know, you can you can almost see whenever they start uh, on the news about uh, how bad somebody is, they're getting ready to, to take them out uh, and take them out. You know, they've already, you know, done so much to Alex by taking him off all the social media, which has hurt me, too, because Alex had to give me my own station on, on his website because they kept taking all my videos down on YouTube and calling them against community service right. standards. Right. How in the world can 25-year-old tapes be against community standards? <laughs> you know, I don't understand that. They got all kind of nudity and everything these days and profanity and all this kind of stuff, but, you know, what I do is against community uh, uh, standards. It's absolutely And that's why I'm so control. glad Alex is gave me that channel because I'm going through thousands of tapes trying to get it's it's costing me a fortune by the way folks try to transfer all you know the technology has went way over my head so I've had to hire a couple what do you call these new generation um, (laughs) computer geeks right I guess you'd call them to help me get all this stuff transferred over and put it takes so long to do it because everything's on vhs and uh you got to transfer it over and then get them you know edited and get them it takes like a week to get one thing up now absolutely i hate that it takes so long and uh and uh so that's what i'm i'm doing as a hobby now is i take all this all the i got thousands of tapes in my archives and I'm trying to get all this stuff up before, if God lets me live another 20 years, I don't know if I can get it all 
all up or not. You know, it's just so much work. Sure. And uh, that's what I'm doing uh, as a hobby now. It's, you know, instead of, like we used to say, instead of bowling, we, you know, we'd go do three access TV shows and hit them hard, you know. Right. But, um, you know, we used to do like three uh, access TV shows uh, a week. And it, that was a lot of work. You know, I think we figured out one time that Alex did 2,200 live shows. That's not counting all the radio shows that he has done o- over the years. And he's still doing, you know, I mean, he's still working hard. So you have to give it to him. That's a lot of work. I couldn't even do one radio show a week. Sure. Or right. I wouldn't even want to, you know. I do when somebody calls me to do a, a radio show which is you know not quite often but it you know you know once a couple times three times four times a year or something mm-hmm. i will do it you know i why not you know so uh, i want to get the truth out there as much as i can but you know i think alex and alex and uh you know david ike and some of these other people are a lot more qualified than me to get the truth out you know they they're more you know well-spoken and and alex Alex really knows how to, you know, when he says something, people listens. I don't know why it is, you know. You uh, seemed, uh, you, you, s- know. you seemed like when you were, um, you know, uh, when, when in, I guess, the part um, right before, you know, when, when you were being filmed uh, by the British crew and right before you went into the Grove, you know, you you had some concerns about something. I don't recall exactly what it was, but but you seemed. I mean, you seemed like you. There were certain parts and certain elements of, of just that that you know that you kind of though you you kind of spearheaded that and you said no. This is. I forget exactly what context it was, but there was something you kind of disagreed with. Uh, you know the the videographer there and and uh, you know you said no. I think this is how we should approach it. You know, going in or something like that, but. Uh, you know, you uh, you seem like uh, kind of. You know, you 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 did this. You you, you even mentioned that you didn't uh, tell your wife you were going to do it. I mean, you seem to me, Mike, like you you kind of know when to to take the bull by the horns, though. And and when it's time, you know, you you seem like you don't uh, mince words. If I guess if uh, if that's uh, I guess the the right way well, to put it. This thing affected me so bad that you know I was it really I was probably mentally unstable for years after that because it just you know took me it just took my world view of things and turned it upside down sure and to think what my children you know I had young children at the time I don't think Alex had any children at the time he does now but you know, I'm 11 years older than Alex, and it just was so, you know, I can look back now and say I was so traumatized that all I could do was just stay busy, mm. uh, you know, with my business and with Alex and this and that, and and, and still today, you know, I, I try, it, it's hard for me to even sleep, to tell you the truth. You know, I'm like Trump. I only get about three or four hours sleep a night, and that's no joke. I, you know, I just, I try to, I just try to work and keep my mind off of it. Sure. And uh, it's not easy. No, it's you know because it's on, it's on my mind all the time. 
what these people are up to. I can see what they're up to. I just wish everybody else could see what they're up to. And I hope to God that, you know, people keep telling me, they keep telling well, Mike, things are, you know, Trump is, is out here. He's arresting all these people. And I've been hearing that for two years, and yeah. I haven't seen no action. No, it's... You know, I just don't know if that's true or not no. anymore. No, I mean, I would, it's, I had hopes it's not. And I don't see nobody being arrested. I don't, I don't see nobody being arrested. Well, I, 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 that, you know, it was all counter intel and uh you know i mean uh trump had his trump had his good his good uh his his good qualities and i would love to see him run i would like to see a trump flynn uh ticket my god yeah um but um you know he did listen um you know he uh he wasn't at the Grove, but he was at the Bechtel Summit, uh, and yeah. he took a lot of uh, he took a lot of heat. I have a, a little bit of footage from that. Uh, there was a staged uh, staged event right outside of the Bechtel Summit. Uh, very sketchy, um, but I won't get into all that. But you know, the same people. The, you know, again, we're going to point out the same people are are doing it. But but Trump, you know, they they tried everything they could to set the man up. You know, I put out signs, yeah. and like like those goblins that Alex talks about, you know, they they came. It came all the way up to defacing my property, stealing my signs that I had. You know, spent my gas and time, and you know, was my political speech. Um, you know, they took them all, they stole them. I mean, and that's that same spirit. It's that same, like you said, they can't stand him. And, uh, and it is a spiritual thing. Um, and he's so low level. Presidents are so low level on, you know, um, it's, it's just so unreal. And, you know, they're good at getting things on these Congress people, you know, you know, that, Get them into an orgy with a bunch of young children and film it, or get them in a dress. And, you know, a lot of that's going on out you there know? too. Yeah, well, in Bohemia Grove, John exactly. The camp talks about that in my book. Yep, and uh, and also, um, uh, <laughs> I can't think of it. Uh, Tex Mars. Yeah. So you know, Tex Mars just passed away. He forwarded my book, and uh, boy, he he was. He was a real, you know, I got some real, I don't consider myself an expert on Bohemia Grove like I do some of these other people like Tex Mars and mm-hmm. Alex Jones. And, and you know, they all got uh, places in my book where, you know, they give their part. I even take the left side of the uh, equation and let them have a have a chapter in my book like Barry Moore sure. and Dr. Peter Phillips and even John Ronson. I think, you know, he's not quite all there either. Uh, uh, you know, I like John Ronson, but, you know, he'll, you know, he'll, you know, like at the end of his film, he'll say, well, you know, uh, maybe, you know, Alex don't like the Jews or something. You right. Know, he'll kind of throw something <laughs> in there right. about that, you know. But, you know, like I consider like David Icke and John DeCamp and even Alex Jones, people like that are very much experts uh, and I have all those people in my book, uh, which I think uh, is an honor. Right. You know, to get people like that to, to do it. And by the way, you know, every bit of the money that I make from my book goes to uh, charity. Right. So, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I haven't, it cost me a lot of money to to write that book. 
it cost me almost twenty thousand dollars because I had ghost writers and da da da. And sure. Plus, I had the, I had self published it the first time, and then uh, in two thousand four, um, uh, Tex Mars uh, published it, which was a very big honor because he's a very big publishing company, and uh, of course he's dead now, but. Uh, you know his uh, organization continues on, so which is great. You know, uh, I really would like Alex to get a hold of it and re rewrite it and uh, be a bigger part of it. And uh, I think he'd be able to sell a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it just never has happened because he's always so busy. Yeah. But I've been talking to his father about it, so you know, hopefully. Hopefully we can get it done one of these days because I'd like Alex to be a bigger, bigger part of that, Let you know, than it, than he than he did. Alex sure. is so busy; he can't. I mean, just to pin him down for a minute to talk to him is just is hard. I, I thought it was kind of. Uh, I, I got to meet him in uh, in uh, uh, Richmond at the uh, at the two uh, A rally, and uh, yeah. I you know I recorded that real quick clip and then uh, it was kind of like that that moment in toy in a uh, uh, Christmas story where the kid starts going down the slide and he remembers hey you know tell Santa you want a Red Rider BB gun and so I turned around and he already had this crowd of people around him and you know it was just and I, I turned around and I said oh by the way I've been investigating the uh, order of the arrow and blah 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 uh, ask Leo Zagami blah 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 and then and then you know he was he was yeah yeah okay and that you know that was it and so <laughs> but uh but you know it it uh, it it is man. I mean, getting back to the to the to the Grove and and what you did though. Um, you know, he Alex in that in that one song that they like to parody him on, where he talks about his spirit getting close to that evil, and it it inside it yeah. makes him want to go. And that's exactly what you're describing. You know, uh, you know, we if we have that Holy Spirit within us, um, we know. You know, our our radar goes off. And, um, and I, you know, I, I couldn't imagine just all that dark energy and, and the way, you know, that that place is supposed to be charged and, um, you know, a, a spiritual, you know, focal point and a focal point of power, one of these, uh, you know, areas on the earth. Um, you know, it, definitely is definitely. So definitely. I mean, but you know, I'm a, just a, I'm just a good old Texas boy and, uh, have that experience uh, is unreal and it's hard to describe and I had to write the book to try to you know describe you know everything that I was feeling at the time but you know and that's you know kind of kept me busy for a long time I mean it took it took about four years to write that book yeah and oh, it, I, I it wasn't it, it, you know I had to you know I'm not really a good writer I had to pay, you know, ghost writers and stuff, and that wasn't really too cheap. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was you. a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, uh, With... but you know, I like like I said, you know, I I use the money for my charity, and I use it. You know, I I still give money to the Branch Davidians. Uh, I you know I go every year, but we hadn't been able to go because they hadn't had a real uh memorial you know survivors uh um you know where they you know honor the uh 
you know, they they have a called ceremony, you know, a sure. ceremony where they honor the people that uh, uh, died there. Uh, but they hadn't had it in two years because of this uh, thing, you know, that they've had. I don't, I don't even know what to call it. It's just been such a, a drag from for me that, because I'm I'm such a person that wants to run around and do things and this and that. I just I just hated this whole two years worth of. If you go back on my Facebook, you can see that I just fought it. Yep. Tooth and nail the whole time. I mean, oh, let's close the restaurants down. Okay, well, guess what? I'm bringing my own table. You know, they were <laughs> throwing the food to us on the sidewalks. Right. You know, and, you know, this is, you know, this is the kind of things they. Oh, they they must have loved doing this to us. I mean, to close the restaurants and say, and uh, and you know, throw the food out the out to you on the sidewalk like a dog. No, that ain't gonna happen. I'm bringing my own table, my own chairs, and I did for. Until it was until that part was over, I, you know, because I, I always feed my, you know, the people that work for us. I buy them breakfast three times a week. We always sit there and, uh, at the restaurant. We're sure. back to that again. I mean, but I brought my own tables, my own chairs on the back of the pickup trucks, and we. If you go back on the Facebook, you know, year year ago, I fought this thing the whole way out. No mask. I I knew that was fake from the very beginning. My mother was a nurse for 50 years. The only thing that's going to stop a virus, if it is a virus, you wash your hands and right. don't touch your face. I mean, don't touch your eyes. Sure. You know, because that's mainly how it's going to get in you is through your eyes. Well, and it, you it, know. it and again, it, it, it just what uh, they were talking about today, I mean, it pulls you down into that lower fear mentality, and you start making decisions based upon fear versus a rational logical thought and you know it, it, it is it's all just part of that paradigm uh, you, you mentioned two years I want to I want to play a little Jen Saki here and uh, uh, roll back to two years and, and you'd mentioned uh, that you had you know your ears your your ear to kind of the rail there uh, to the ground there with the, the Bohemian Grove do you know in 2019 off the top of your head if anything strange um, for that year was uh, especially the first week of it would have uh, occurred or any chatter or anything like that is that when you were referring to uh, well, that's when I was hearing that I heard in 2020 uh, about that they were talking about uh, you know setting a virus loose and uh, you know controlling societies with that and I really did not understand exactly at the time when I heard that how they could do it. I tell you, they have really done some ingenious things, and uh, you know, uh, with this virus. You know, oh, we got to stay six feet apart. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't hug your your uh, deal. You got to put a mask on. You know, uh, you know. Oh, it's, I mean, it's just I have to give it to them on this one. Pretty ingenious. Let me. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to fight it all the way I can. I'm. I'm going to draw a parallel here, and and I just have a because you said you don't know how they did it, and I just I'm. I'm going to point something out here, and I. I'm. I'm still. Oh, I know how they did I'm, it. Well, they, yeah, you know, yeah. They. They can. They can do well, whatever they. I don't know exactly if the story that we've been told is, you know, that it got out through a monkey farm or sure. whatever they're saying bat farm. Uh, if that's exactly what, the, you know, they've been doing things like that because 
Tuskegee experiments way back. I mean, they've even put stuff in subways and I mean, how do we know they, they just didn't go around and spray something? Well, how do we know? We don't even know if the chemtrails had something had something to do with it. You know, it's, there's story. so many different opinions out there, and I'm not saying that I know one from the other, but I'm guess what? I'm willing to listen well, to it. Let's uh, let's 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 just uh, add some uh, circumstantial evidence here, then, and let's just think about this now. The, the July the fifteenth is when this kicks off the 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 you know the the the, the Grove celebration. Um, yeah. And so now, um, Mr. Bechtel, uh, Stephen Bechtel Jr. Um, donated fifty million dollars to the um, the Boy Scouts of America. We know all the trouble that they've been in recently, um, but. Donated fifty million dollars to the Bechtel Summit Reserve, uh, you know, to, to to create that, and so um, on the twenty second, I believe, of July of twenty nineteen, the entire world came together in one spot for the World Summit Jamboree, um, and it just is kind of weird because I was there. I was doing some some stuff myself. Uh, people got sick. People got a cough. And you know, there's a lot more into it. I'm not trying to make it about me, but but uh, there's there's some parallels, Mike, that are are really weird. And when you look at the people involved, again, you can't pull a string in the grove and not, you know, have it have it attached to something you know in your life. Um, and so, you know, that's just strange. And it's always, it's a, a lot of things, you know, are, are just, uh, you know, kind of like you said, uh, I can imagine the things that you saw. Some of the, some of the, you were there for five hours, I believe, when you, when you yes. were in the, so it, it's not just. And we only had two hours worth of tape. Exactly. Remember, because the first hour was sneaking through the woods and through the parking lot, and then the tape ran out. And then. We had to save the other hour tape because the technology wasn't as good as it is now. Right. You know, the technology is pretty, pretty basic back then, and, and it was a pager cam that we snuck in. I had it on a bag, and then the camera was inside the bag with the wiring. You can actually see that. I don't know which documentary, if it's Alex's documentary or the, the John Ronson documentary, but if you go to Mike Hansen archives on band.video there's actually I found on the archives a pretty good video when Alex we, we, we got back we uh, showed a lot of that footage on a show that an access TV show that Alex did and it's uh, uh, I think it's called unseen footage of uh, Bohemia Grove or something like that it, it's there on you know we're getting more and more videos, but it's not really that many videos up there where you couldn't find something to do in Bohemia Grove on that page. Um, and that's a pretty good uh, representation of that uh, of that camera. But it was kind of difficult because uh, uh, the second deal, uh, Alex was kind of concerned that you know that pager cam wasn't going to be you know a, you know a pretty good quality. So we. We went up there to the um, uh, their camps while they were eating because we went into the, the big dining room and guess what? 
everybody had a placemat and we didn't have nowhere to sit so we had to go hide out in the uh in the woods uh, in their camps and these are just not no average camps you got grand pianos and uh, you know rich I'm, I'm sure these paintings were worth that thousands of dollars hanging on the on the side of the tent you know right I mean, this wasn't just no average uh uh, Boy Scout camp, you know, this was Richie Rich kind of camping out, and, you know, and like bathtubs, you know, those real big bathtubs, jacuzzi things, but right. they're bathtubs, not jacuzzis, you know, like out in the middle, and of course, we didn't have no no film at the time, we were in the time between the two, you know, if you'd had it to do over again, well, Alex, why, why couldn't they have gave us more than two uh, hours worth of film, you know, that would have been the smart thing to do, but I guess it just wasn't thought out as good as they should have. But he took a knife, one of their, he found a knife in a drawer somewhere, and he cut a hole in the bag, and he unhooked all that crap, that, um, um, you know, the wires and stuff, uh, it looked like a spaghetti mess, and he put the camera lens in that hole in the bag it was like a, a bag that you would you know carry like a handbag but it was bigger like a suitcase kind of bag sure and so when we got to where they were going to do the uh ceremony uh by the way alex confirmed it that danny glover was there i don't know who the hell danny glover is so i said and i found out later it was a you know a pretty famous movie star yeah lethal um, weapon yeah and mm -hmm. i guess he was kind of a token there's not i didn't see a lot of black people but i did see him mm -hmm. uh because there wasn't that many black people there and the reason why it, it was a lot of 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 older they're probably dead now just peeing on you know you'd be walking down the sidewalk and talking to people and the, they would just pull out their genitals and pee on your feet and it was disgusting and I think it was you know they were trying to show us hey you know we're older and we're going to pee on you and uh, that's exactly what they were doing they were just peeing everywhere uh, it was disgusting and here's a bathroom two feet away and uh, so Alex sends me in that bathroom just before sundown to he says okay well turn the camera on you only got hours worth of footage, so turn it on. And if can you imagine if I would have screwed up on that and didn't turn that on uh, uh, correctly? And uh, I didn't know anything about uh, that kind of camera back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I turned it on right, and Alex did was able to get the ceremony on, you know, on tape. Mm -hmm. But of course, the original footage. If you look at it, when we first got back, was not enhanced, and it was also crooked because Alex had the bag like that, and the camera was kind of crooked in there, so it was kind of a crooked deal, you know. But you know, he had people, experts, go in there and enhance the footage, and uh, uh, with computers, and where you could, you know, see up close, and then turn it around where it'd be straight, where you could wouldn't have to be turning your neck and breaking your neck to look at it, you know. Right. So it was kind of a, and then, you know, 
we had to get out of there after the ceremony so we ended up going through the kitchen uh, and the kitchen ended up in a side of a mountain believe it or not and we ended up on this lonely road that you know looked like something out of uh, you know you know like in the hills somewhere and it was nobody on the road and the first car we seen guess who it was john ronson wow so i mean it was just happened to be you know you know how did the hell did you find us john ronson and i laughed about that for a long time but uh <laughs> you know you know a lot of people say well alex this was a setup and alex paid for the uh, paid for this production and all. I don't think Alex had that much money back then to, to do that. I mean, Alex has a lot of resources now because he got, you know, he's big. He's not as big as Howard Stern probably, but he's he's big. I mean, audience-wise, he's big now. Sure. Um, and, uh, but they're taking a lot of his resources by these lawsuits that they filed, and he's going to have to pay out millions probably. Bleeding uh, dry. I wouldn't him give them a dime. Right. I wouldn't give them a dime. I would put my foot down. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't give those people a dime. But see, it's not my decision. It's, it's you know, of course. But if it would have been me, you know, everything that I'm telling you is all in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they, that you know, we thought maybe one time they would the Bohemian Bohemians would sue us, but I think it's way too late now. Twenty one years later, I don't think I don't think they have a leg to stand on. You know, well, in a so, in a free wow. society where where you know, the First Amendment actually means something, uh, you know, how could it, how could one do that anyway? You know, well, but we were <laughs> trespassing. Oh well, uh, well, they didn't tell us not. They didn't actually tell us there were no trespassing signs up. And the oh. way I look at it, if they if they ever would say something to me, I would say, well, the two old men that we got on the Al bus with us kind of. You know, uh, sure does well, I, you know what I would argue? I would argue, Mike, I would tell him, hey, look, that's business. I'm not talking shop here, you know, so, <laughs> but. Uh, well, you know, but, you know, we kind of have a right to know what uh, our government's doing. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, these people are, in, you know, running our government, and I, I feel we have a right to know, uh, you know, if, if they're devil worshipers and they're, they're running the world, I, I think we kind of need to know that because they've been doing this since oh what, it's 18 it's 1880 1872 yeah we're going to um, on to 150 years right um yeah yeah would know, i mean i don't think anybody any average joe out here if you would tell them uh, about it i went talk to a black church one time about this uh conspiracy uh here in gonzalez and if if you would have ever saw uh, black people turn white, uh, you that would have been the day to go to that church. And, you know, to this day, those people believed every word I had to say. And that was pretty close after the year 2000 uh, when we went in there. Right. And it, it just seemed like they knew that I was telling the truth about that. Well, I, you know, because I think you know, I think they probably had so many experiences in in a small town that they know that you know it controls from the top, oh, you know, it, down. Absolutely. You know, even in this town with the uh, the Masons, but you know, over the years they've died out. 
so their control has has lessened uh, a lot. But I'm sure that they're still uh, in control to some extent. You know what I'm saying? But not. It, it don't seem like they're in control here as much as they they were before. You mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, you know, how, how predominantly it was Republican uh, at the time, you know, you published the book, predominantly Republican, predominantly white. Um, there was a majority mix of, uh, you know, as as the group evolved, as the years went on, the, the people with the money sort of began to t- take over, you know, what the, you know, what the, 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 the artists that you know the you know the the artsy liberal type people were were aiming for they sort of uh, you know the 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 corporate uh, aspect of it sort of took over and and sort of you know went with that but I mean you know that no women uh, a lot of things that are frowned upon now in the, in this cancel culture yet Bohemian Club isn't being hammered. You know, it's they're not on. You know, being uh, you know sued by the Mockingbird Media and demonized and uh, and you know pressured out of existence. Um, but I mean, well, they were sued in 1986 for not uh, for hiring practices mm-hmm. for not hiring women, and the you know the uh, the lawsuit ended up where they had to hire women in the kitchens and in the parking lot, Ooh. which are really low <laughs> level jobs that. Uh, the, the Score one for the feminists. Barry uh, Moore, <laughs> Moore and that bunch, leftist groups, uh, didn't really like that. But, you know, there have been over the years, uh, at least early on, there was like four honorary women uh, that have, uh, uh, that was on the honorary uh, list. Sure. Uh, as members. So, um, I don't know what what that represented and they do say now oh well we allow women to come in but it's it's not during the uh ceremonies it's during you know off periods when other people you know that they can go in and enjoy the uh uh, you know the surroundings the trees and the camps and everything but the the i understand the owl is is off limits Mm-hmm. You really can't tell it's an owl when you're close up to it, and 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 you know I was up close to it and actually not you know you know knocked on it to see what I thought it was made of. I didn't really understand any of this to tell you the truth. Uh, early on, it just you know was kind of you know involvement, sure. and I really didn't understand it. You can hear on the tape right to Alex that is an owl. You know we were back you know across the lake but you know like in you know, like two hours before right the uh you know before the tape ran out the first hour and you can see how big the owl is compared to the trees you know the owl's 40 foot tall mm-hmm. i think this is on alex's uh, uh documentary that we made uh you can see how tall the owl is compared to the you know 200 foot trees right? sure you know uh, and that'll tell you how how big that is. But they actually have an altar where they sacrifice at the altar of this owl. That's what's so strange about it. I mean, who would go for that? And and it you know, was of course they do have an altar at the. Uh, I snuck into the uh, here in Gonzales. I snuck into the uh, 
the Masons. They had a pancake dinner there one time, and I snuck up to the third floor to see what that was actually. They actually had an altar too, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know I don't know what they're doing in their little meetings, and I really don't care. But uh, you know they had an actual altar at this owl, and that's where they were doing the uh, sacrifice mock or whatever they want to call it. Uh, but who would do that? Who would who would be that gruesome to act like there's a baby burning mm-hmm. on an altar in front of this owl, and especially dressed up in Ku Klux Klan robes with hoods and everything else? I mean, that's kind of odd, don't you think? It's extremely uh, odd. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, nobody would believe. I mean, literally, nobody believed me when I first came back, and I, I would tell somebody, and I stopped telling people. That's exactly why I wrote the book, and I don't even talk about it to average people like around town or something. They would think I was nuts if I told this. If I told any of these old people around town or something that don't know anything, that don't have any access to computers or anything else, especially 20 years ago, if I would tell anybody uh, anything about this, they would think I was nuts. So oh, I, absolutely. Kinda, yeah. You know, I kind of let Alex do the talking for many, <laughs> many, many, many years. And he's good at it. I mean, you have to admit, Alex knows his radio. Oh, he does. Stuff. And he has a good voice for it, too. And by the way, folks, I get thousands of emails telling me off about that Alex is Bill Hicks. That is not true. <laughs> Mike Hansen, I have known his family, and I have known Alex since 1995, and Alex Jones is not Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is dead. He died in 1994. You can contact. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. So if you want to get him on sometime, that would be a good show for you. Uh, get on Kevin Booth. Uh, he is a friend of mine on Facebook, Kevin Booth, uh-huh. and he would be glad to come on and explain to you that that is not true. Man, I'd love to do I, that because he was Kevin. He was Kevin Booth was Bill Hicks' producer yeah. mm-hmm. for many years. Yep, and even uh, the mother of of Bill Hicks went on, you know, live TV, you know, and. You know, said my son is dead. These people that have got this conspiracy theories that Alex Jones is Bill Hicks is just—that is not true, folks. Just to let you know. Well, it's uh, just somebody that knows what he's talking about. Right. It's it's that disinformation, Mike. It's it's the same thing you know that you were talking about before. You know, they just uh, you know they they go out and they they you know you were talking about how president trump you know was having all these people arrested it's the disinformation campaign you know if if they can straw man you if they can uh create a a, you know a a shadow of a doubt in your character then then that part of you know then you're not going to listen and when you don't listen then you don't hear him say hey there's bad things in this shot don't do it you know uh you know it's it's, what about trump not tell what about trump you know touting this shot and well, he's not really touting it. He says, "Get it if you want to get it." But you know, he's you know he's taking credit for you know getting these shots uh, going. Uh, 
Sure. And I, I really believe that these shots are killing people or and maiming them. I really believe that. And I don't I don't believe that we should be forced to take this shot. Matter of fact, I got a T-shirt out called "Come and Make Me." Have right. You seen that one? I, I, I love it. Yeah. Does it have a uh, Does it have a a, vac- a a needle on it? Yeah. It's yes, ripping sir. needle. Yep. Kind of, and, and, and instead of coming, coming. Take it, come and take it, you know, because Gonzales, Texas, you, do you know about Gonzales, Texas? It's where the first shot of the Texas Independence War happened. I have seen your Before fabulous... the Alamo. Yeah. I've, I've, okay? Yeah. I live here where it happened. This is, this, we stood up against tyranny before the Alamo. Right. And then they went to the Alamo, but what we did was we shot over the, the Mexican army, Santa Ana's army, he's a dictator, with uh, with a wedding dress that said, with a cannon on it that said, "Come and take it," because yep. they tried to come here to get the cannon and the guns, and the Texians uh, that were here in Gonzales at the time, they shot over the with the same cannon they were here to get. They shot over the river and over the Mexican army, and they had a wedding dress. Some lady put on there, "Come and take it," with the uh, you see a lot of the gun people have that. Yeah. Uh, uh, flag. We have the biggest flag downtown on our. It is huge. If you look it up on the internet, uh, a come and take it flag here in Gonzales, Texas. But that's where all this ta- this took place before the Alamo. This is a very historical town, and uh, you know Alex has been here and done some stories on it and stuff. The um, that's why I came up with the T-shirt. Come and make me. And instead of the cannon, we put the shot. Well, you all, and, uh, and, uh, you all have a heck of a have a heck of a come and take it uh, shindig every year too, I believe. I, I saw oh, some of that on yeah. Facebook. That that looked pretty yeah, impressive. They, they completely shut that down. Oh, did they? The year before, I was fighting them like crazy. Oh, they tried to shut the parks down here. I was fighting them like crazy here. That is the most stupid. I said, y'all want to shut the parks down where we can't even go exercise or walk in fresh air? <laughs> I know. How is fresh it's air stupid. going to kill you? Well, it's... I mean, the, the, the stuff that they came up with during this, the, the last two years, I was so amazed that I could, I could not even... But you know what? I never fell for it once. I, if you go back and look at my Facebook, Mike Hansen from Gonzales, Texas, my personal Facebook, you can go back two years... I was on there posting how full of crap they were from the, from day one, and you know I was and I wasn't just doing it to be doing it. I was you know really kind of thinking it out as I went. Here's what they're doing to us today, here you know, and it's just it was crazy. Yeah. But uh, you know uh, I'm also selling those t-shirts for twenty dollars. You don't have to give me any postage for my nonprofit. Uh, can I get my phone number out you have, that? Yep. Because all you have to do is call here, and she'll send you one out, the secretary here, uh, at 830-672-3089. And we use that 100% of that money goes to, uh, for goodness, for uh, people that really need help here in Gonzales, Texas. Now, sometimes we do go outside of Gonzales, like when we had that hurricane. Mm-hmm three or four years ago we went and gave them water and generators and uh because let me tell you uh certain parts of the coast was not getting help 
back then. No. Even this freeze we had lately, we took in 112 people at my motel for free because people's electricity got cut off for a week. Yeah, people that was... Freezing to death in Texas. And it could have been avoided. what they did to us? It could have now, been avoided. New World Order all the way. Absolutely. They cut our electricity off. Yeah. You had, you had, you had, uh, what, what was the term? You had uh, used your, your carbon, uh, you had used up your allotment or your carbon allotment or something. They cut you off and then wouldn't give you emergency, uh, I mean, and then charged you out the wazoo once they did cut it back on for you, once people started oh, dying. Yeah. It was, it's insane. People, people uh, just on my property alone, we had $85,000 worth of broken pipes. Well, That's unheard of here in Texas. I mean, we had a week that we could not do anything but uh, shelter in place. It was that bad. I've never seen anything that bad. And, I, you know, I've been in Texas all my life. And we're in far south Texas. Right. Even my wife at the coast had to sleep in the car for three days, and she got sense enough to come up here to the motel. They didn't cut our – we were a shelter. We, we were a, uh, a shelter. The mayor had – the, our mayor had declared a state of emergency, so I had to take people off the highways that were in wrecks because of all this ice and snow at eight inches. And we had 112 people uh, that we put up for free for a whole week. And the mayor, then, you know, of course, my enemies here in town, which I do have enemies, you know, business enemies, said, Oh, Mike is calling himself a shelter. Uh, he's not giving the people three meals a day. Well, the mayor was, you know, well, of course, I couldn't, we couldn't afford it. We were, we were already out of money the the first day that we started this project. Right. But then the churches got involved, got us some food. But the mayor, out of her own pocket, uh, was it took sixteen hundred. You know, she was uh, the only restaurant that was stayed open during this whole thing was an Italian food restaurant. And she fed those people every day out of her own pocket. God bless her. Absolutely. We have a really good mayor here. God bless her. is her name. And she's a real, really good uh, patriot lady. And uh, if it wouldn't have been for her opening up the shelter like she did, there'd have been people with their fingers, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people in Austin and Houston where they couldn't get out of the weather and lost their fingers and toes. Froze to death, yeah. In Texas? Yeah. Can you believe this? I mean that you know talking about weather control. Oh, absolutely. I mean that that I've never seen anything like that. And you know we had all our palm trees freeze to death. Thank God they're coming back a little bit now. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, I, I I've never seen anything like that in my life. Uh, it, you know everybody's water was completely. I had to haul water to. Uh, you know we have a bunch of red houses. And we had to haul water to people for about three weeks until we got all the pipes fixed. Lord. Guess what? I didn't see one bottle of water from nobody. We didn't get no help here. I mean, this was literally, we were thrown back into a third world country. And and pecs. And we didn't get no help from the state, National Guard. So if you think you're going to get help when something happens out there, folks, you might as well forget. No, you're on your own. Absolutely. You better get your food and your water saved up for the next emergency because I tell you what, you know, I haven't done that. And I learned my lesson on that because we were out of, I mean, this was like we could have literally died if, if it wouldn't have been for churches well, I mean, helping us out here. With, if they would have cut our electricity off the motel, 
Harlan probably had some people freeze to death. Well, that's the and that's I mean, that's how bad it was here. That's the crazy if, if thing. You don't think Texas gets cold? Mm-hmm. You better think again because it sure did this last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing. I mean, you've got. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, that was just one freak storm out of nowhere, and they, they used that, that you know, what they say, never let a, a, a good uh, crisis go to waste. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they used that to uh, to squeeze you all. Uh, you know, people died, people, you know, people were affected, and... Uh, you know, it, it just, uh, the, what's coming down the pike now, you know, the, the supply chain shortages, you know, they, they call people zombies and they talk about all this zombie training that they did back in, you know, 2012, 2013 with the Marines. Well, what happens, Mike, when you can't uh, go to the store uh, after about 72 hours to, to a, well, heck, let's, let's go uh, two weeks down the road. What happens oh, yeah. when you can't go buy toilet paper and milk and coffee and, and beer? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you're eating each other. It's it's Venezuela. You know, you're in the you're in the zoos. Uh, you know, and and then it really becomes Tiger King. You know, <laughs> so well, I, I tell you, it's know, crazy. They're leaving New York like droves. Yeah, they're leaving in droves. They're leave, uh, They're actually leaving California in droves and coming here, which you know, Austin has become another Los Angeles. In uh, in Dallas is no better and. Well, Houston's not as bad as the rest of them because I think there's a lot more rednecks down there, oil-filled kind of people sure. that are kind of holding it together. But y'all better get out of these big cities. If I would tell anybody, get out of debt. You know, they said, what can you do to fight the new world order? One thing you can do is stop buying these million-dollar homes that are worth about 20000 yep. when everything goes down to nothing. I could have bought all these houses in Austin for 20000 Now they're millions of dollars it's just ridiculous how what they're charging these prices here in yep. texas now yep and uh you know get out of debt if you have to go buy a trailer house in an acre of land out here in texas somewhere or you know uh, kentucky or wherever you're at get out the country get yourself paid off yes because sir you're going to lose it it's guaranteed you might you're going to say mike hansen told me to get out of debt Two years ago, whenever they collapsed this economy, and they're going to collapse this economy, it's sooner or later they're going to have to. Oh, it's happening. This this is not going to keep rolling like no. this for sure, for sure, for sure. And you better get out of debt because you're going to lose this many you yuppies out there and these kids out here that don't know about how we had to live 30 years ago. Get out of debt. You know, who cares about a fancy a house? You know, get out of debt, get you a trailer house. It's just as good. I lived in a trailer house when, when my kids were growing up, and I loved it. Hey, that's... In fact, uh, I got a double wide. I got a double wide down at the coast, and I love it. Heck... I mean, it just it looks just like a... And these days, they look just like a house inside. There's a... Get out of debt, folks. Get out of debt. That's the first thing. Get true out story. of these big cities. That's the second thing. And keep praying Absolutely. That, uh, that these people will be taken out of power uh soon uh you know i've been told all my life that uh you know even though i didn't really understand a lot of this stuff way back that you know uh good is gonna win over evil in the long run i know who's gonna win eventually but that don't mean that we're gonna have to go through a lot first no i mean a lot of us are not gonna make it through all this i guarantee you that i mean i have seen so many people just 
I mean, all, I mean, a lot of my family's dead. I mean, even our own sheriff here died. Uh, you know, these people are taking these shots, don't know what they're getting into because a, a good portion of y'all are going to be dead in a couple more years. Yeah. And they are, I know three people at least here in Gonzales that took the shot and died right after. Lord. And I know it, it's a lot more I'm going around. Alex keeps showing, you know, healthy people that just fall over dead. Now they're starting uh, with know, kids. Now they're whatever, starting with kids. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Infants. Now, you know, now they're talking yeah. about infant mortality and, and it's, it, you know, just, just to get the public accustomed. I mean, yeah, it, it's insane. I would say don't take the, that's, that's the fourth thing. Don't take the shot. Resist, try to, resist, you know, resist. Resist it as, as much as you can. Uh, resist the flu shot. You know, try to count on what God gave you, your great immunity, immunity system. You know, we have a lady here that works in my office, uh, that, well, one of the computer geeks. Oh, she, you never saw her without a mask on. She's still wearing this stupid mask. <laughs> and you can't, you know, she's breathing. And she's always sick, not from COVID. She, she's sick because she's breathing her own breath. Get well. You know? I've, and it's, it's killing her. I understand. And she's out again, and she's, well, I think I got COVID. Well, you got COVID for the 50th time, lady? That, that, when she's a young girl, she's like 22 years old. I said, you got, I said, why did you take the shots? Why do you? You, you see all this stuff that you're doing with Alex Jones. You know, she's editing and stuff. But I don't think they pay attention. Right. You know, I, I don't think some people pay attention to the obvious, you know. Oh, it's... And so she told me today, well, I got to... The doctor says that I got a, a quarantine in place until they find out if I got uh, COVID again. You don't have COVID. You got allergies, lady. Yeah. You know, it, it's just so ridiculous. They have made certain percentage of the population fear what they used to call them they well, they always think they're sick hypochondriacs Hypo, yeah hypochondriacs you know? yes sir yeah you know they a certain percentage of the people out here just they won't give up on the mask you still see people in the stores uh with these masks on and then you know a lot of times you'll see them in the stores and they'll have the they'll have the thing way down below their nose well, what are you wearing that damn thing for? Are you a slave? Take these masks on and off and be free, folks. Yeah. That's my fifth solution. Absolutely. Mike, I you... shouldn't get on a roll. No, but, uh, you've been... It's just, it, it's just, it's just crazy. It, it's just know? all about uh, resisting. It's just all about oh, saying, look, freedom. you know, do not... Freedom, baby. When they tell you that life as you know it is not going back to quote-unquote normal then realize that those people were never normal to begin with they don't want yeah. they don't want uh america the beautiful they don't want yeah. they want no borders no walls no usa at all if they have oh, yeah. if they get what they want there you it you will never have that normal anyway you have to stand up and say no and and yeah, yeah. mike it's going to get you know you've you've got something going there in in in, in gonzales because you know, it sounds like you're more community organized, community based, and you know, here in Appalachia, you know, blessed are the are the poor, and so you know, it, it we are going to, you know, what what how's the song go? Uh, I can skin a buck and run a trout line, 
you know we you, i mean people are people are we're to the point on on technology and i know that you know this because i witnessed it myself as a kid but i have seen fact checkers fact check uh memes that talk about you know our grandparents uh uh, washing and saving, washing pie pans and saving tinfoil, um, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they fact check that is is that never happened. So, you know, I mean, it, it, people don't know what they have coming. Uh, they were told, they have been told for decades now, uh, and at this point, if they end up where they're at, then they have nobody to blame but but you know the, the man in the mirror or or woman or yeah. however they identify, you know. <laughs> but it's it but is making it so hard, you know. Like in our grandparents' days, yeah, they had to go through the the depression and everything, and they. My grandpa was so cheap; he would slam. I mean, he would literally slam the brakes on it put us through the windshield to pick up aluminum can that, he's, that he spotted on the highway. Yep. I mean, that's how cheap he was. And But he recycled lumber and built built a business, you know, with rent houses. And that's how he, he became semi-rich. But, of course, when he died, it, all the family members took it and spent it all. So it's really sure. not a lot of wealth left there. But he did the best he could. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of spence like there is now. Everything is so high now, and, and, and that you know, I don't know how these young people make the rent. You know, I don't know how they how they pay their food bill, their childcare. I don't know how people are making it these days. I I don't because either. When I was raising my kids in the eighties. Let me tell you, it wasn't nothing like this. It was easy to make a living. <laughs> you know 30 40 years ago it's not easy now to make a living things are too high i mean i don't have people are paying these rents it's ridiculous Insane. you know rents when i first took this stuff over back when you know rents were 150 200 dollars uh uh you know here in gonzalez of course they're a lot higher now but in austin you know when i was you know, when I was raising my children, rents were three hundred dollars. They're twenty five hundred now. Sure, yeah. The same house, and and the and the you cost know, my of living. Bought a house there. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen seventy two, for twenty two thousand dollars, we just sold it a couple of years ago, and we had to put it in a nursing home for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And they had, and they first thing they did was bulldoze it, and make another house that looked like a California ugly house. And, and they sold it for 1.6 million. Mm. Those those developers. This is the type. I mean, how can you, as an average person, fight something like that and try to make a living? You know, there is it, no way that who could pay 1.6 million dollars for a, a house just to live in a house? Absolutely. How? I mean, how I, did I they don't do? Understand, I, I can't understand it. But then you know they'll push on TV. They'll push all these. You know, shows on TV. Well, go in there and, you know, uh, take the walls down. Flip and, it. And, yeah. uh, you know, spend, spend fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 on remodeling. Oh, you'll get this much money back. Uh, there's not a lot of those cases out well, here. Well, you know, usually you'll, they, 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 these flippers are found out they're losing money out here. I'm in that business. I know it's not that easy. What about Blackwater? Is I mean, I've I've heard a lot about Blackwater uh, coming in and and taking, um, you know, taking the, uh, or I'm sorry, not Blackwater, Black Rock, 
uh, you know, buying up, you know, the housing market. And uh, it's kind of the same way with the, the automotive industry as well. You know, we've got all these people, uh, you know, all these corporations out there buying cars, I mean, at crazy numbers, old cars at, at insane numbers, making insane offers, oh, yeah. buying up the market, driving up prices. And again, it's all it's all inflated. It's it's all um, you know fiat. It's all phony money, um, you know. And and it, it's going to pop. It's got to pop. How long have, have have they been talking about this? Um, That's another thing. You know, it's probably too late for this number six item. I was going to tell you, buy you a 1970s car or something that don't have all that computer carburetor, baby. Where you can work on it. <laughs> yes, sir. You know? You, uh, I mean, I wish I would take my own advice, you know, ooh, I wish I would have kept all the uh, 70 cars I had, but, uh, you know, everything, uh, yeah. I mean, everything is so high, these cars are so high, I don't know how people can make it, uh, there's I a just book. don't understand how people can make it uh, in today's world, uh, you know, I feel sorry for our grandchildren, yeah. uh, you know, the prices that they have to pay, we just had it so good so long in this country, and now they're taking it all away from us. And, uh, you know, especially older people like me, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, we had it so good in the 1970s and oh, yeah. in the 80s, too. Uh, you know, it was it was just a wonderful, wonderful place to live. Sure. I mean, and, and work. It's just I don't know how people people just don't give a damn these days, you know, you know, working in these fast foods, they don't care if they get your order right. They don't care if, if you know, if the next person don't show up or not. I mean, yeah. I, you know, some of the attitudes on on these pe- on these younger people, I, it just makes me sick. And days. you know what blows my mind, Mike, is is that is uh, th- that you just hit a hit a hot point with me because everybody is being forced into this injection for their job. The government is is using the 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 private sector, the corporate sector, by by you know by proxy to force this shot. Now, most people work at a job that they're not happy with, that they're not going to be at five years from now, but yet yeah. they've been told, hey, you know. And I, I see the people in government, people who are who are who are career. But on my last you know podcast, we talked about that. Maybe it's not a good thing that we have a bunch of uh, you know unelected people sitting in government for 20 and 30 years um you know doing things like that but but you know all these people being forced to take these shots at a job that they're probably not going to be working at in 10 years maybe the company's going to get sold maybe uh you know i've walked into a dealership before i'm in the automotive industry walked into a dealership before mike and uh you know it'd be Christmas Eve and they're like oh everybody gather up you know we think they're going to give us a, a some type of Christmas bonus uh, well you know we just got sold here's your new owner have, have a nice one and you know the previous mm-hmm. owner walks out so there's no loyalty with the I, I mean West Virginia is a right to work state for God's sake okay yeah, and and so and so you know that's what i'm talking about these people i mean it's not like they're even getting the golden egg you know they're they're being you know just ground into the machine and they get there's no return it's it's a sucker deal 
I mean, you know, in sales, that would be a sucker deal. You're getting a sucker deal. Yeah. You can't sue. You can't hold them reliable, you know, responsible. Um, apparently, there were secret deals. Now, we're, we're basically, you know, these corporations are kind of calling the shots. You know, they, we, you know, we're giving up our military bases in exchange, you know, if there's some kind of suit. I mean, this is Nuremberg-level stuff, and it all gets back to the people who talk about this plan it out and there's no minutes there there's no uh record of conversation there's no um you know it, it, i mean uh, the you know it, it's so far beyond what the logan act you know i know that that's international stuff but but you have international people showing up and it's just so far beyond what we should allow to happen and so far beyond i think what our framers intended for us to be um, that at some point you you lived that good life back in the 70s I'm, I'm I think I'm one yeah. year, I'm, I'm one year older than Alex I think I'm, I'm uh, was born in 73 and so you know I came through that I, I came from a time where I, I didn't know a phone I, I as a matter of fact Mike I remember a time when it was strange to, to hold a phone in my hand and it have an antenna three feet long coming out of it you know because you know everything was analog I remember those days yeah. and they were better oh, we yeah. lived better but you've been you've been really good. Uh, we're at uh, a minute and forty two or um, an hour and forty two minutes coming up. Uh, are you good or are you? Uh, I don't. Well, we know. we also have a email too. Yeah. I always forget to give that out. Um, you know, I have a staff that that answers all the emails. Great staff, it's by the way. Archives dot infowars at gmail.com Mike Hansen archives dot infowars at gmail.com always forget to give that out they get so mad well you always get phone numbers out well yeah I get phone numbers and addresses out because that's what I'm getting to I, I, hey dude I, I, well you know what and, and at some point I, I think it needs to get back to that because we can see what the technocracy's done we need protection from it and you know I mean I'll get off my soapbox with that but one last thing I want to try and dig out of you Mike yeah I never have heard Alex talk about it. I've never heard you talk about it. I've never heard anybody talk about it. But you you trudged through those woods. You made it to the owl. All I want for my listeners to know. Well, that was quite a what. That was down the uh, down the first hour. Gotcha. I mean, we got through the woods and we got to the parking lot, and that's how we were blessed to get in sure i think it was just god that got us in because when i got to the parking lot there were a bunch of uh guards there with little guard checks mm -hmm. and i don't even know how we got through there because i know other people like george humphrey and other people that tried the same thing and they got caught i mean how did we know the how did alex know because i was following alex of course he was hitting me with all the uh, all the brush, you know, uh, right. you can look on the film, and, you know, the he would swing the the uh, brush. If, if you ever walk through the woods with somebody when you're hunting or something, oh yeah, you don't swing, you don't take the 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 brush ahead of you and then let it hit the person in the back. It's just it's just rude. I got you. But that's what was happening to me, and, <laughs> and I had to be real quiet because I didn't know what was going on. And uh, we got to the parking lot and. And I seen that the 
somehow they didn't see us come out of the woods. We, we were just standing by a car, and all of a sudden I saw the guy look, so I put my hand on this Mercedes Benz like I was getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of saved us. And then I seen these other two men, old men, uh, get was getting out of their cars. So I, I said, Alex, I, I, so I ran up to the old men like I, I said, oh, how y'all doing this year? And, you know, da-da-da, you hear me on there just talking to them. And, right. And um, and uh, we got on the bus with them. And, uh, well, when the owl bus come, we just act like we were with those two old men. Right. But you can hear on the tape where they're saying, they asked one of them, oh, did you bring your robe? And I asked Alex thought he said road, and I said, no, he said robe. I said, Alex, we don't have a robe. What are we going to do when we get in there? You can hear it on the tape. Right. And uh, so that's how we got through the three checkpoints, because there's actually three checkpoints that I can count to get, you know, layers to get in there. One is in the parking lot, then you got another inner one, and then one more after that to get in. And then when you get in, you're just like you're free walking around. Yeah. I don't know how it is now, but uh, back then, that's the way it was. Well, once you got so. up there, and what I what I want to know, and what I want my guests to know, is once you got to the owl, did you find out how many licks it takes to get to the center of a satanic globalist conspiracy? Well, I really <laughs> didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand a lot at the time. Not that I didn't understand that government was corrupt and all this kind of stuff, but I did not know any. I really didn't know a damn thing about the uh, uh, the Bohemia Grove, right? And the control they had. When Alex asked me to do this, uh, you know, and the more I got into it, the more I become afraid uh, about what was going to happen. I mean, sure. literally, I thought we were going to go. Either we were going to die. I mean, I had already, in my mind, said we're either going to die or we're going to go, at the very least, we're going to go to prison for a long time. And when we got out of the place and we were free, you know, you know, this is like, hey. You, you breathe know, a sigh of relief. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Rittenhauser, you know, you know, you almost takes your breath away. Sure. You know, he thought he was going to prison for his whole life and, you know, you know, he finds out, you know, he's. America uh, still America so still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's a, that's a relief uh, to 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 get out of that place. But when we got out of there, Alex tried to send this tape to the BBC, you know, or, or to John Ronson. I guess they work for World of Wonder. It's kind of like the BBC edition of it. Sure. And he got erased three times. Wow. So Alex, you know, back then the internet wasn't like it is now. It was kind of. Oh yeah. Not, it was new, you know. You dial know, up it, and, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And Alex did get it out there to several people to get it on the Internet, you know, because if they probably could have caught us uh, in San Francisco, we got the hell out of the town uh, that night. We got out of there. And uh, if they could have caught us with the tape, you know, they, they probably would have loved to got a hold of that tape and, oh, yeah. and got rid of it. Yeah. But Alex was smart enough to get the tape out to several different uh, people on the Internet and, and to hurry up and get on on different shows and stuff like that to get the word out. Uh, of course, nobody listened back then. 
you know, it really didn't come. It really, it, you know, we were we were real famous in the UK back in the year 2000, but I don't know what year. It really did not come out on TV until uh, years and years later, maybe five or six years later, uh, on a network called Trio. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when you know Secret Rulers of the World started playing here in. Uh, in the United States. Now I played on Access TV and all that, but you know, it wasn't a you know to a mainstream audience. And uh, it started, you know, it took a while to get the information out here in the United States. I mean, it was years before yeah. you know it got out to the mainstream public. I think God. Uh, I think which amazed me. You yeah. Know, I literally got thousands of emails from the UK. Uh, you know, even back then, I did have you know email or somebody made a, somebody gave me those emails. I guess it was um, John Ronson. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, back then, you know, all these thousands of people saw you on TV over in the UK, but nobody knew what what was going on in the United States. Right. And that was your president that was there. Matter of fact, they announced from the Bohemia Grove after we left there that Dick Cheney was going to be the vice president. Oh, wow. That year. Yeah, that happened. Uh, George Bush actually went to this ceremony um, the week after we were there because the big wigs came in the week, the, uh, like a week later. Alex, you know, like George Bush and all of them. Alex, uh, and you know, you all, the, the work you all were doing at the time and everything like that, I, I don't think that uh, it really hit my radar until uh, I heard him. I was doing private security and I was, uh, I was uh, guarding a coal mine somewhere uh, down some dark West Virginia holler and uh, I would only get AM radio and uh, uh, GCN was on and and this wild man came on talking about, you know, George Bush and the New World Order. And, and, <laughs> and you know, I mean, you know, uh, my first conspiracy theorist was my grandmother and talking about the book of yeah. Revelations. And, you know, don't don't ever let them put a, a chip in your hand or don't ever let, you know. And so here we are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was my first uh, my first experience with uh, anything, you know, InfoWars related. And then uh, I listened. I was a big listener of Man Cow. And I remember I, I was lucky enough to, to get in on his show as a call-in. And I, 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 I called in, and as they screened me, I said, well, you know, I, I wanted Mancal's opinion of Alex Jones. And they've done some great pieces uh, together, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, they when I said Alex Jones, I guess they automatically went to 9-11. And I, I, in my head, I was just wanting to know about, you know, you know, just just what man cows was was Alex Jones the real deal? And so, you know, man cow, you know, I hear them start playing the the, the spooky wonky music, and then they start talking about nine eleven, and I'm like, oh God, here it comes. And I was like, look, man, I I don't know, I didn't call about nine eleven. You know, I just wanted your opinion on Alex Jones, and and so we got into it, and you know, my closing statement was, I'm less free now than I was, uh, and this was in 2007, but I'm less free now than I was September 10th, 2001. And, yeah. and that is a great way to, to look engaged for anybody who is still asleep. Ask yourself, if you can remember that far back, am I less free now 
do I have less freedom, you know, for some perceived bit of security that doesn't exist? I mean, I think it's a yeah, great benchmark. We were less free. We were less free after after Oklahoma City bombing. Absolutely. We were less free. Uh, you know, the what happened with with uh, uh, the Freeman yeah. in Waco that made people mad so they started organizing militias and and you know i remember republic of texas and everything else but then when oklahoma city bombing happened then they blamed everything on the militias and you know all of all the ones that were uh, trying to fight back and uh, that was kind of like when i was getting involved with it because that that really kind of set me back you know like oh my god they're, they're trying to blame all this on us right you know, and then when you know when nine one one happened, oh my God! You know, uh, yeah. You know they really. I said they're really going to you know start coming after people and taking their rights away. And of course we were right. And here we are. And I was there three months, but you know Alex actually said you know I was there that night you know doing the board. Put the White House. Uh, you can actually go see this uh, show put the White House uh, number up and tell them we, we know what you're going to do. And, and you know, he, he really kind of, you know, he, he, he didn't call it exactly, but he, he, he called it pretty good. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. He, he can predict, he can predict some, you know, some stuff sometime, but, you know, sometimes he gets it wrong. But well, who to say that, you know, they don't put this information out there and then they, they don't follow through with the, uh, uh, the actions, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to, 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 to kind of, you know, let people know, hey, you do got to, you know, just like they'll they'll go Republican one year, Democrat one year, sure. two years, Democrat. Oh, we hate the Democrats. Let's get the Republicans back. Oh, dog and pony show. And then, you know, they love the Another thing they like doing, they like doing a lot of stuff. A lot, one of the things they love doing is the divide and conquer. Absolutely. You know, they love, the, you know, getting the whites against the blacks, the Mexicans against the blacks, the... You know they love that. They, they love that. Uh, you know, because as long as we're fighting uh, over five percent down here, they're running off with the, the ninety-five percent. Yeah. And another thing they like doing is problem, reaction, solution. Yes. You know what that Hegelian is. Hegelian dialect. They yes, sir. Problem. Yep. They definitely create the problem, and you know the people all cry out, "Oh, we need, uh, we need uh, government." Blah, blah, blah. Of course, they come right on in with that good solution, which you more police state, more tyranny and everything else yeah i mean they they really know how sean they really know how to control societies in my opinion they do and i wish i was you know well spoken like alex and i could explain to your audience uh you know exactly how they're doing it and uh how they are just completely controlling us from uh, birth to death well it... and if you listen to alex's show he really gets into that really deeper than I can even come up with the, the words to explain to your audience. That's why I would recommend to listen to Alex Jones present day. I'm more 25 years ago, Alex right. Jones, trying to get all these tapes up. I'm into that. I'm really into the archives. Dude, it's I'm, great. I'm going to really try to do that. And anybody that wants to help out with that, just get in touch with us because... We could really use the help, uh, even if it's just, you know, if I could send you some tapes and if you could transfer them over to DVD, that would really help out. 
it costs me twenty dollars, twenty-two dollars every time I have to send these tapes off to get yep. uh, digitized. They call it, I guess, the, the, the DVD. Yep. You know, uh, but if somebody has time on their hands and I can send them five of them and they can really do a good job and really get them back to me, that would help out a lot. But it's just so expensive to do anything these days, it's especially. And Alex, and I'll pay for it. Alex, you know, you got so many bills. I don't even want to take your money. <laughs> uh, you got so many bills to pay. This is just my little comp. Uh, you know, what I want to do to, to uh, you know, give a little bit back. Sure. And uh, that's what it's all about. I ever had in my life was, you know, when we traveled around the country and exposed these uh, New World Order uh, uh, people. You know, of course, we probably can't get to the top ones, but. You know, they're little minions around here trying to make our life uh, uh, bad. I like exposing those people, too. They ought to be exposed. Hey, that's where it I starts like is at home. You know, that's exactly yeah, where it starts. Bush and a whole bunch of them. Uh, you know, he is just so fake. And Bill Clinton, that's another one. He's a, he is just a, a joke. Well, how's that, how's that uh, bumper go, Mike? You can run on for a long time. Alex likes to play it a lot on his show, but it's the truth. I mean, it. We sooner or later, vengeance belongs to the Lord, and uh, oh, you know, yeah. it, and it it will come. And so, yeah, um, you know, party it up today, guys, at the Grove, because uh, yeah. you know, it ain't going to be a party where where you're going to go if you're burning if you're yeah. burning, uh, you know, children or effigies. If you know all the things, all the sex slaves, all the Hunter S. Thompsons, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, all those things will, as, as dark as, as you reported it to be with the cover and everything else, it will come to light. It will come to light. Oh, yeah. And, and that's absolute. Is there anything I didn't cover, Mike? Anything I didn't ask well, that you think I should? They always say, oh, Mike, how can you, how can you beat the world order i'll leave you with this you know how you beat the new world order is live a good life like you say amen you, you see me having a good time on my facebook yeah i'm gonna have a good time you know i'm gonna live one day at a time and and uh and, you know uh, i'm gonna have i'm gonna pray and i'm gonna have i'm gonna try to live the best life i can because they're out here they don't want you to live a good life they Absolutely. want you miserable and enslaved and they want you dead try to do the opposite and do something good for somebody out there find some older person in your neighborhood and befriend them and if they don't have any money take up some food or something you know something like that you know do do whatever you can do to make this world a little bit better that's, that's how you beat the new world order absolutely in my opinion and it's taken me 25 years to realize that, to tell you the truth, Sean. You know, I used to try to fight evil with evil, but it just does not no, jive. You can't. It does not jive. Do something good out here, no matter what it is. You Amen. know, do, do it. And love your family and pray. And and even love your country. And uh, uh, you know, you don't have to love your government, but... We really do have a good uh, country here if we can if we can save it. That's the whole thing. That's and it. there's still pockets of good places to live in this country, but let me tell you, they're taking over places like I don't know about your state, but like Austin, they're taking they have taken over Austin. 
they're slowly taking over San Antonio. Uh, Dallas has been gone for a long time. I mean, they're literally, you know, had Beto speaking. Beto is this guy who's running for governor. Oh, he's yeah. Take up all your guns. Yeah. Uh, he's actually running for governor again. Anybody that would support him, I, I just, they're, they're brain dead. And I just don't understand it. And nobody does support him. But this is the type of people they're throwing at you to see what sticks. Yeah. Just do the right thing out there. Live a good life. That's all I'm going to tell you, Sean. And God bless you. And if you know, if you need to get it, look me up on Facebook at Mike Hansen Archives. That's my new uh, Facebook. And all you have to do is type in Mike Hansen Archives. It should come right up. And folks, you can and, uh, yeah follow me on there or follow me on my on my uh, uh, personal page. Uh, I guess I got that under Mike Michael Hansen or Mike Hansen from Gonzales, Texas. And we'll link to uh, all of Mike's uh, info, his uh, his uh, Facebook. We're going to link to uh, his uh, channel on Bandot Video. Uh, you can uh, buy the book, folks. It is it is one heck of a read. Uh, you know, uh, buy it. Uh, you can fund the channel. Send twenty five dollars to Mike Hansen. That's P.O. Box four eighty one, Gonzales, Texas. The zip is seven eight six two nine, or like he said, you can call eight three zero six seven two three zero eight nine and uh, get a signed copy. You know, uh, reach out to him. Uh, Cult of Conspiracy um, is an absolute must read if you really want to just see what's going on behind the veil. She'll send it out right away. She'll get me to sign it, and she'll send it out right away. She's usually here from twelve to five. And if she's not here, uh, leave it on on the answer machine. She'll call you right back within 24 hours. Except I'm letting everybody off for four days for the Thanksgiving holiday. I think Thanksgiving's a really good holiday for y'all to uh, celebrate out there. Absolutely. Thank God for everything we do still have left. Absolutely. It's where it starts. All Thankful. All right, Sean. God bless you. God bless your uh, listeners. And. Uh, uh, call us anytime here, folks. We're we're fighting a good fight here. Absolutely, Mike Hansen. Thank you. It has been an absolute blast.